Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. On Odyssey Station, presented by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. Hope the first couple of days of your weekend were good, because that's Sunday, at least after that Bengals and Chiefs game, that was a tough one to swallow with what happened in the Rams and the 49ers as the 49ers, their season ends on an interception from Jimmy Garoppolo and they lose to the Los Angeles Rams 20-17 to and now we're going to see the Bengals and the Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm sure the NFL really wanted that, but first off, you know, shout out to the Bengals, man. That that game in the first half, I was ready for that second half nap. I was prepared for that. Chiefs get out to a 21 to 3 lead. The Bengals defense couldn't do anything to stop the Chiefs offense. As a matter of fact, that first half that the Chiefs had, it can't get better than that. I'm sure there's been some statistically, but Three drives, three touchdowns, moving the ball downfield, positive yardage on what felt like every play. But then the Bengals bounced back, only allowed three points in the second half uh, with the Chiefs offense. And the Bengals were able to come away and win that game and move on to the Super Bowl. Very fascinating ball game. And it became even more fascinating with the afternoon game. And that's what I want to get to. And please feel free to weigh in at the Comcast business text line at 888-957-9570. Taking all sorts of calls or texts today. If you want to, you know, just be happy for the team and want to send them your best wishes, feel free to do that. If you want to talk about the game, feel free to do that. Any and all calls and texts are welcome here as we are getting uh, a lot of texts already. I mean, we had some even be- even before the show started. Uh, but let's highlight a few things from the game, shall we? But this is the last play. This is the at least the dagger interception with how it ended. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air. Intercepted by the Rams. And they may ride to the Super Bowl on that. Aaron Donald gets the pressure, forces Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball. It's an interception. It's a tip ball. And the season is history. Now, I want to focus on the three keys that we had last week because the keys were the same for both teams, in my opinion. And my number one was you got to win in the trenches. Number two you got to limit the mistakes. Number three, you got to stop the number one wide receiver on whichever team that is. Obviously, the number one for the Rams being Cooper Cup and number one being Debo Samuel for the 49ers. And let's start from three to one. Let's do it that way. Let's start from back to front here. So you couldn't stop Cooper Cup. That's one. 11 receptions, 142 yards, had 14 targets, had the two touchdowns. 
I mean, he had thir- he had 13 games this season with 100 plus yards receiving, uh, which passed Michael Irvin's record of 12, even with playoff games in- involved in it. So I know it's uh, I know it's you may think that these records are a little tainted just because we had an extra week of games, but still that's very impressive. But can't say enough about what Cup did. Not only did he score those two touchdowns, but the way they executed those bubble screens that they were throwing to him. It felt like the blocking, everything was perfect on the plays, and they called him at the right time. They were able to get huge plays out of that. Had two huge plays on that final drive where he converted that third and three. And then he had that third and 18 play when they drove a little bit more downfield, getting the ball to Odell in that tight end that was in the place of Tyler Higby. Uh, But Cooper Cup got the ball in a short yardage situation, and he got eight extra yards when they were in a third and 18, and it gave Matt Gay that little extra room uh, to kick the field goal to close in a little bit. I mean, who knows? If, if he didn't convert that play, I mean, Matt Gay would have been given eight extra yards, and who knows? Because he already missed a field goal in that game, but Cooper Cup couldn't say enough about him, but they didn't neutralize him. And Debo Samuel on the other side... He only had the he only had the four receptions, but they were impactful. He had the seventy two yards, obviously that touchdown on the screen pass, and he had only he only had seven carries for twenty six yards. So really, it was in the run game where they were able to neutralize him, and we'll have more on that run game in a second. So with the wide receiver battle, it looked like the Rams won that one. They were able to limit Debo more than Cooper Cup, and I'm actually going to skip over the mistakes right now because that's the one that I want to highlight. But my number one was winning in the trenches, and I actually thought the 49ers did that in terms of pass blocking. I thought they kept Jimmy pretty well protected, didn't let Von Miller and Aaron Donald really get to him. It was just in the run blocking game where they weren't letting anything happen, at least for the 49ers offense. The Rams were stacking up eight, nine guys in the box, daring Jimmy to throw the ball, and Kyle Shanahan kept trying to run it. And Debo didn't have much success whenever they were in the shotgun and they were running it with him. And Elijah Mitchell, too. Elijah Mitchell only had 11 carries for 20 yards. His longest one was nine. I mean, so if you think about it, you take away that one carry for nine yards, 10 carries for 11 yards. 10 carries for 11 yards. That's not going to work in a Kyle Shanahan-led team in order to get the win. So that was a problem there. They didn't. They won in the trenches in pass blocking, didn't exactly do it in run blocking, and obviously those final two drives, that defensive line for the Rams just took over, didn't give Garoppolo any sort of time uh, to, to make a throw or to try and make a play. But I want to focus on the mistakes because that's the thing for me. That's what I'm going to pinpoint as to the reason why the 49ers lost this game. And there were plenty of them. I know... The number one mistake that they made was that Jaquaski tart dropped interception when the game was tied. It could have changed the entire complexity of it. But there were plenty more where the 49ers just put themselves in, put themselves in bad situations. First off, in, in, early on in the game, toward the end of the first quarter as they're going into the second quarter, you had a penalty on Ombre Thomas on a third and two where it looked like the Rams were going to go three and out. But it was a pass interference that was called. Then the Rams followed it up with 16 more plays. They converted three more third down opportunities. And eventually one of those third down opportunities, it would be a third and 13. It would be that throw to Cooper Cup. It was a dime by Stafford, Stafford, an absolute dime. But it was the mistake that that led that drive. That Ombre Thomas pass interference call. Now, Debo scored the touchdown on the screen pass on the following drive so they could tie it 7-7, but it could have easily been 14-10 had both Cup and that receiver I've never heard of drop two touchdown passes on the following drive. So there are mistakes made by both teams, but that one on Ombre Thomas, that was not good. The Rams, they made they had two penalties on their own team on the opening drive of the second half. But the 49ers couldn't take advantage. Instead, they went to punt. So they, they, they had the opportunity, but they couldn't seize that opportunity that they gave them with the two penalties. That taunting penalty on Aziz Al-Shair, I know it looked soft. It did. 
There, there, there's no doubt about it. When it's an un- unsportsmanlike conduct and it's called like that, where it looks like all he did was talk, it's not like he was Tyree Kill against the Bills where he was holding up that peace sign and to a guy that was two yards in front of him. No, 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 that doesn't get called taunting. But this one on Al Shair did, and it ends up in a 15-yard penalty. And instead of being on their own 32, the Rams, they were at their own 37. Then, again, Cooper Cup follows it up with a TD. Now, we talked about the dropped interception already, and we could talk about that till we're blue in the face. That's an obvious one, and that is one of those plays. It's kind of like the, the, the Kyle Williams fumbles, right? You look back on those plays in the playoffs and think those are the ones that made a difference in a game. But that penalty on Jimmy Ward, right after the dropped interception, where OBJ gets a catch uh, towards the, uh, the out-of-bounds line, and Jimmy Ward goes in to get him as he's on his way to the ground. And it looked like he took his frustration out on Odell Beckham. That's the sort of play you cannot have. You cannot have. Because instead instead of the Rams being on their 44 in their own territory, they're on the, they're on the Niners' 41-yard line. Now, there's no guarantee that you do make a stop there. But still, it was a huge play which led to points. Not good. And then on the 49ers side, you had that delay of game on 2nd and 10 by Alex Mack to put him at 2nd second, second and 15. And then it would force them to throw. Jimmy Garoppolo would roll out to his right, try to get it to a receiver, and then Jalen Ramsey almost comes up with another interception. So there are plenty of mistakes to go around and the Rams just made less of them. I was surprised that there weren't as many uh, that there weren't any holding calls at all in a game that's involving Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Nick Bosa. I'm surprised there weren't any of those types of calls. I'm sure there were some that were missed, but they did not play a clean enough game and every one of those penalties subsequently would follow up with the score. And, and, and they managed to take advantage of it. And really, that's, to me, why the Rams won this game. And on top of that, maybe in my keys to the game, I should have said, well, the 49ers need to have success running the football. Felt like all of them were very generic, and that one was generic too. But it should have been that, because ultimately not running the football with Elijah Mitchell, not having Jeff Wilson in this game actually proved to be huge to me. If you go back and look at the stats with Jeff Wilson's game logs, and you look at Debo Samuel's game logs when Jeff Wilson was playing, by having Eli Mitchell and Jeff Wilson in the backfield and then having Debo Samuel as an addition to that, they were winning games and they were doing it with success. That's when Debo was scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown when he was running the football. So having no Jeff Wilson uh, was big in this game as well. And you know what? I know they made mistakes, but also the Rams capitalized. The Rams capitalized, and you got to give them credit for doing that. Uh, Matt Stafford was converting a ton of third downs in this game. And a lot of his throws uh, for over 10 yards, they were relatively successful. Trying to get this, trying to get this stat here. I was trying to pull it up, and then I, you know, then I had it, and then it went away. Where'd it go? Uh, let me see here. He was eight of fifteen for 140 yards on two t- with two touchdowns on passes thrown ten or more yards downfield. So Stafford executed. The defensive line came up big toward the end of the game, and on top of that, you have a bunch of the mistakes that the 49ers made, and that's what's gonna get you a losing game. But there's a little more to it, and I want to get into it next. That fourth and two call from Kyle Shanahan that everyone's up in arms about. I think there's a little more to it. There's another play that I want to focus on within that drive. Coming up next, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo both spoke about it after the game. And I took a little umbrage with what they had to say uh, about that play after the game. So we'll get into all that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in with you. 95.7 The Game. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. As the 49ers season ends on a Jimmy Garoppolo interception, the Rams win 22 17. And I'm taking any and all callers and texters as well to the Comcast Business Text Line. Both numbers, 888-957-9570, if you want to weigh in. If you want to feel like you have moral victories with this team, I think there's, I mean, with, with teams, obviously there's no moral victories. That's how they think about it. But I do believe within fan bases, there are some moral victories. So if you want to weigh in with those, please feel free and you want to spread some positivity. Or if you want to talk about the game and the issues that surrounded the game, I'm taking those calls and decks too. At triple A nine five seven nine five seven zero. Now, Talked about the mistakes in that first segment. The penalties. Every single penalty that they had led to points for the Rams. It kept the drives alive. All the way starting from that penalty on Ombre Thomas toward the end of the first quarter, going into the second quarter. I mean, they had him, they had him three and out, but then they gave him 16 extra plays to work with, and then Cup would score that unbelievable touchdown, which was just a crazy pass by Matthew Stafford. But the delay of game penalties, you know, the the taunting, the one on Jimmy Ward after the Jaquaski tart, tart dropped interception, there's plenty to go around. That and the 49ers couldn't run the football. Their inability to run a football. But there's one specific set of plays that I do want to focus on because this is where I have an issue with how Kyle Shanahan handled it in the game, how he handled it post-game, and also Jimmy Garoppolo spoke about it. I think he he said something pretty interesting. So before we get to that, let's get to Mitch in New Jersey who wants to weigh in. What's going on, Mitch? How's it going, Steve? What's happening? Uh, yeah, I would say it's a season. You see that Jimmy, you know, he was a great Fine, the mid round uh, did pretty well with Tom Brady. Well, once you get Lance, he's got you can run better. He's got a better arm. Yeah, they didn't give uh, they didn't target uh, Kittle enough. You know, I had three targets, two targets, must have covered real good. And they just didn't give uh, Jimmy time that last fourth quarter. Mm. And I mean, wait the next year when that uh, running back comes back very healthy. I think Devo should just be a wide receiver, and that's going to be uh, some set of weapons for Lance. What do you think? And it would have been great. It would have been Cincinnati and San Francisco. Those are always good Super Bowls. Guaranteed, team. I appreciate the phone call, Mitch. Yeah, of course, you always want to say Kittle needs more targets, Kittle needs more targets, but in the end, he had five on the game. He didn't have three, and he had the two receptions, one of those being that touchdown in the end zone. Jimmy wasn't very accurate. In this game, he made a couple of nice throws. Don't get me wrong; he, he made a couple of nice throws to to Brandon Ayuk, and uh, there was also a couple of nice plays where he was getting pressured and managed to get it into dump it into the flat, which and check it down, which I actually think is uh, is a skill that not a lot of people really look look to. 
Um, but he made a lot of mistakes in this one. I can't just say, oh, yeah, they would have targeted Kittle more. They would have won that game. There's there's way more that goes into it. I mean, I think the defense should have possibly stopped Kendall Blanton on the other side, the tight end that came in for Tyler Higby. So I see where you're coming from. But also when talking about that, uh, when talking about that, uh, uh, the other running back, Jeff Wilson Jr., I absolutely believe that he would have made a difference in this game. The first time that he played this season was that first game against the Rams. And that, I believe, was the first game where Debo Samuel started running the football. And it looked like the Rams were ready for that. Loading up the box, daring Jimmy to throw it. Jimmy wasn't able to capitalize whenever they did load eight or nine guys into the box. And then they ran in predictable uh, situations. But not having Jeff Wilson there, I think, is huge. You have Elijah Mitchell, but you also need another running back. And then you have Debo on top of that. It shouldn't be Debo getting a majority of the carries and Elijah Mitchell number two. It needs to be... Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson getting the carries, and then Debo Samuel adding to that, getting touchdowns, because that's what he was doing when Jeff Wilson was in the game. I think that was a player not a lot of us focused on. Uh, but there was, again, one specific play that I want to get to, but there is a caller here at 888-957-9570. Now, I was able to get Mitch's name in the break, so I knew who was calling then, but I don't know who's calling now. Screening the calls live on air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Nick and Berkeley. Nick and Berkeley. Hey, man, on, man? there's a few... There's a few things that bug me, man. On, on Jimmy's rollout that you just referenced with um, with uh, Ramsey almost taking it. Yeah. What's his name? That slipped down the sideline behind the safety, too. And all Jimmy had to do was float it, you know, about 20 yards deeper. But Jimmy don't really have the arm, I guess. or He, did, he didn't have the vision to see that. Mm. But the thing that really bugs me the most, man, was on that punt. If you're talking about drives and penalties, a clear helmet-to-helmet shot. Maybe on the replay, the referees were looking right at the play. The dude just ghosted our player, man, straight, straight in the side of his helmet, man. He's running parallel to the line. Our boys running vertically, and man, he he smashed him helmet to helmet. Damn near. I mean, I mean, I know. I hope he's all right. But they they just looked at the play and just didn't even call nothing. And then and then the Rams had like I, I watched the game like three times last night. I haven't even slept. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you right now, there was like four. There was like four delayed games where the clock was minus one at least. And they, our players were like. I mean, they kind of like stood up like and right. even one of the Rams receivers moved. It was a motion. It was a legal motion on the same play. It was a delay game, and the referees ignored all that, man. I got a problem with that, man. And I got a problem with there being 50% less penalties in the playoffs and regular season games. And I don't know what that who's, – who's making that happen, but it's scandalous. Appreciate the phone call, Nick. But you got to admit, there were those other penalties on the 49ers that they did miss. Jalen Ramsey getting taken down on the kickoff, I believe, by Trenton Cannon. That missed call on Fred Warner after that Matthew Stafford interception. I mean, there, there, there were some calls missed on both sides. A very odd, very odd night. And the delay a game thing, I do wonder what it's like watching it on TV versus being at the game. I'd like to hear from somebody at the game at SoFi Stadium. We're going to hear from Bonte and Joe who were there. I'd be curious to hear what they thought about it because on TV, sometimes it can be a little different. The second discrepancy. But the play that I want to focus on, though, other than everything else, it was after the Rams scored the touchdown. Right there at the end of the second quarter, then they go into the third quarter. Uh, then they have that pass to Cooper Cup. You had that penalty on Al Shire, which kick-started everything and basically started the drive on the Rams 47 instead of, uh, instead of their own 32. But it was the following drive after that, where the Rams just scored the touchdown and the Niners are up 17-14, to and they're moving the ball downfield a little bit. But then on the second-and-one play... When they're on the Rams 44, they give it to Elijah Mitchell, yet again, stacking the box. The line didn't take advantage, they didn't win in the trenches, and he goes back one yard. Then it goes to third and two. Third and two goes for no gain. And then you have a fourth and two play where they didn't run anything. Instead, there's a delay of game. They give Mitch Wisnowski a little more room. People think that they should have gone for it on fourth and two, but here was my issue. And Sean McVay challenged this call, by the way. This this one on use check where it looked at first, because they didn't show the replay, it looked like, oh, he did fumble it. But then when you go to commercial break and they come back, you see Sean McVay's challenged it. 
Then you see the actual replay, and you see that he did regain possession. So I don't know what the hell Sean McVay was thinking there, wasting yet wasting the last of their timeouts. Already had an issue with that, but that third and two call, that third and two call where you have a pulling Trent Williams. Debo Samuel is on the sideline. Trent Williams is already playing hurt. If you hear his post-game presser, he's telling the media, look, I I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. When they ask him, someone asked him, on a scale of 1 to 10, I believe it was Jennifer Lee Chan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much did it hurt going into this game? He said, pretty bad. And he had that smirk on his face. So you know it was probably up there within the 8s, 9s, or 10s category. But that 3rd and 2 play, how are you not using Elijah Mitchell or Debo Samuel in that situation and you try to use Trent Williams as a decoy? Kyle Shanahan got way too cute with it. Way too cute. You hand the ball off to Kyle Juszczyk, totally disagreed with that call, especially after it didn't work. If it did work, I still would have been like, "Eh, I don't know about that one. But you have a pulling Trent Williams going to the other side of the field, and that's the type of play, and this is what the 49ers have built their offense on, is the understanding of what's coming at you, but the defense can do nothing to stop it. And in my opinion... That type of Trent Williams play where he's pulling along the line of scrimmage, he's basically in as a fullback, and you use Kyle Juszczyk in that situation, and you run like a misdirection, that was terrible. That was terrible. It, it, it shouldn't have even come down to the fourth and two, but everyone's going on and on about whether they should have uh, whether they should have gone for it or gone for the punt. Obviously, they would go up to uh, go for the delay of game to give him five extra yards to work with. But here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say after the game when he was asked about the fourth and two. Uh, we were never thinking about going for that. We were just, that was, um, you know, they thought the game was exactly the game we wanted up to the to that second and one. The second and one, uh, thinking about that for a long time. And then the third and two, that next play, and we were just trying to draw them off. We knew we were going to punt. We were going to go for it there in midfield on fourth and two. Uh, and then the play right after that, just the chance to get the pick. Those, those three plays in a row that we had our opportunities. And we didn't come through on those three plays. And after that, it kind of changed into a game we didn't like as much. Okay. The, the, you know what? You punt the ball. You 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 try and pin them within their ten. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. There was uh, a fair catch by Cup at their fifteen. So you gave them pretty favorable field position there. At least you gave the defense some room to work, and the uh, and, and you gave them some leeway there to maybe let a couple of first downs go through. But you give them some opportunities to get a stop. But they didn't even consider going for it at that point on fourth and two, even after. The Sean McVay challenge and losing all of his timeouts, not giving him anything to work with. So you had Kyle Shanahan say they never even considered it. And then here was Jimmy Garoppolo's take on it after the game when he was asked about the fourth and two. The reporters' questions are involved in this one, so don't be taken off, don't be caught off guard when you hear reporters asking questions here. What do you think about the fourth and two decision to find? Yeah, they uh, they had a couple new things, new uh, new tweaks in the in the run game. Uh, coverages were a little different too, but I mean, when you play a team for the third time, you gotta expect something like that, and it, it worked pretty well for them. What was the second part? The decision to punt on fourth and two. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's that's not my decision to make. You know, whatever whatever Kyle decides, it's, it's his his choice. So that's it. Not my decision to make. You're the starting quarterback. You should at least have a say in it. How many times did we see this year those cool, mic'd-up videos of John Harbaugh with the Ravens going for it with his with his team? You know, asking, you guys want to go for it? Hell, we've seen it last season. You guys want to go for it, whether it's, uh, whether it's Huntley or Lamar Jackson. You want to go for it? You want to go for it? Now, granted, you'd be sitting there saying, well, of course, players are going to say they want to go for it every time. But shouldn't be, there be some level of discourse just a little bit of a discussion maybe hey they just challenged that third and two they gave us a bunch of extra time to try and dial up a play maybe let's get in formation let's see what the defense is let's see what the defense has given us and if they have if they're in coverage which we like if we're in an opportunity to get the first down let's take it if not you know what Let's just run the play clock out. Let's get the delay of game and let's punt it away. 
Was there none of that? Instead of, oh yeah, just never even thought about it. Kyle Shanahan never thought about it. Didn't even talk with Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo clearly didn't understand. I know everyone loves Jimmy and how he is at the podium, but you really got to try and read between the lines with his comments because he comes from the Tom Brady school of media, which is don't say a bleeping thing. So when he says, ah, that was Kyle Shannon, that was Kyle's decision, not my choice. I think there was a, there was a, I think there was a thought in his mind, you know what? I should, we should go for it. And hell, this is this could be the last game that Jimmy Garoppolo plays with the 49ers. You don't want to take a chance? Oh, there was a lot of conservative play calling from, from Shanahan. Just kept trying to run the ball with Elijah Mitchell, even though it didn't work. Think about this. I said this at the top of the show. 11 carries, 20 yards for Elijah Mitchell. His longest gain was 9. Okay? You take that away. 10 carries for 11 yards. And it wasn't working with Debo either. They knew every move that they were making with Debo Samuel. It just, it, it was not a very well-coached game by Shanahan. And the way that he closed out that half, I know it ended with a field goal, but it was very strange to me. It was very strange to get the first down and then wait for Garoppolo to go up and cl- wait for him to go up and clock it and stop the clock there instead of just calling a timeout right away and then maybe giving them more of a chance to get the touchdown and using those timeouts that you had left over. It was very odd the way that he handled the end of the first half, too. And it's not so much that fourth and two play that I have an issue with. Again, it's that third and two. That third and two where you run it with use check. Just, it just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. And the Rams were able to take advantage of it with the mistakes that were made by the 49ers. And if, if you do make those mistakes, you got to find a way to overcome it. The way to do it, good coaching and also some good quarterback play. And the offensive line gives them a chance to win. And you could tell by the end of the game, it just felt like they were burnt out. You know, they were on, they were really on their last legs here. Trent Williams was playing, he was just so hurt. He was so hurt, even going into this game. He tried really hard this week to come back, and that's this is just going off of what they said in the post game. It's not like I talked to Trent or anything. By the way, shout out to Trent for the really cool sweater that he was wearing. He had like he had like animal stuffed animals on it. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, it is post game, but you could tell that he was in pain going into this one. And it's just a. I know you made it to the NFC Championship. There's a lot that you can look to from this season as a positive starting out three and five and getting to this point but ending it the way that they did it didn't feel like they went all out you know it didn't feel like they used they it didn't feel like they played all their cards it felt like they just were playing conservative and tried to get a little too cute with it on that specific play all right, here we go. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the text line and the phone number. If you want to weigh in, what did you think of yesterday's game with the 49ers? And I want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo specifically from this one. But you can weigh in on anything you'd like at the Comcast Business text line or at the phone number at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Stephen Lightford in on the pregame show ninety five seven. The game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Of course, we had a couple of other things happen over the sports weekend. We had Tom Brady retiring, but then saying he's not retiring. So now everyone's forgotten about Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. We've moved on to whether Tom Brady's going to retire. The Raiders hired Josh McDaniels as their new head coach. And if you want to hear my thoughts about that, Black Hole Sunday's new episode coming out today with me and Joe Spadoni. So uh, that'll be out later today, probably around 4 o'clock. And then you had the 49ers and the Rams. But you also had the Bengals. First off, Bengals getting that win over the Chiefs. Shout out to them. I said it at the top of the show. It was going to be a second half nap game. You know, you you you're you're waiting for the you're waiting for the Niners Rams games to start. It's probably what one forty five around there, and you're thinking, all right, might get a little rest here, might get a little shut eye. 
No, 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 no. The Bengals came back and won that game and did it with Joe Burrow and defense, even though the Chiefs put up just as perfect of a first half as you could put up. But Joe Burrow, after the game, he was asked about his chain because he was wearing this black turtleneck and he was rocking a chain. I believe it said Joe on it. It was huge. And he was, you know, he looked like The Rock in that one picture of The Rock from the 90s. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. The one with The Rock and the black turtleneck. He's up against the staircase with the chain. Everyone knows that one. But he was asked about his chain after the game. And listen to what Joe Burrow had to say. They were definitely real. I think I make too much money to have fake ones. So, you know, these are real. Um, uh, I'm sorry. What was the second question? It was. <laughs> I, uh, I maybe should have kept the question in there. Should have kept the question. That answer can really be taken differently if you're thinking of it in a different context. They're definitely real. <laughs> I think I make too much money to have fake ones, so, you know, these are real. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry, what was the second question? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was talking about my chain. Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, man. But let's get to the 49ers and the Rams. And if you want to weigh in, 888 That's the Comcast business text line and the phone number. We got Oreo Cookie in Oakland who's on hold. And I'm going to get to him in just a second. But I also want to give a shout-out here to the 49er fans. And that invasion that they had over the weekend. This takeover of SoFi Stadium. You know, a lot was being said about it during the week. That was one of the cooler storylines, was how the Rams were turtling up and trying to stop selling tickets to Niner fans just because they were afraid of it turning into Levi South. Well, the 49ers turned up. They showed out. The fans did, that is. So shout out to you. I know that, you know, they were making a difference, but, the but you know, the delay of game penalties happened against the 49ers. The Rams did very well. Uh, to play against that fandom. But shout out to the 49er fans, man. There was a lot of red in that stadium, and I'm sure Bonte and Joe will have a lot to say about it here coming up in about 15 minutes. So shout out to the fans. But let's get to Oreo Cookie in Oakland, who wants to weigh in on the game. What's going on, Oreo Cookie? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I'd just like to say uh, thanks to the 49ers for giving us a great season. Um, when we were 3-5, and five, nobody saw this coming. Yep. Um, having said that, football is a team game. Uh, both teams were matched up evenly, and I think the difference was in the quarterback. Uh, definitely uh, Stafford is much better than Jimmy. Um, I think next year, once Jimmy's gone, we can get another quarterback in there that uh, we can throw the deep ball. Jimmy just doesn't have it, and teams aren't respecting it. They're daring him to throw it over the top, and he can't deliver. Yep. Yeah, no, totally agree with you, Oreo Cookie. And I, I, I'm not going to put it all on Jimmy because it wasn't all on Jimmy. If maybe, you know, Jalen Ramsey would have caught those interceptions because he had two dropped ones, there was one in the first half and one in the second half, then maybe we'd be talking about it a little differently. But he did drop the interception, just like Tart dropped the interception from uh, Matthew Stafford. But. The better quarterback did win this game. Matthew Stafford was making some very good throws. And the way that they game-planned for the, for the Niners, it was just two or three-step two, two three drops. Niners are going to be playing his own defense. Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham, they're going to try and find a soft spot in the zone. And once we get their opening, we're going to sling it to them. And that's what Matthew Stafford did. Like, that throw in the end zone was unreal. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy Garoppolo made a couple of nice throws in this game. The one to Brandon Ayuk on third and five, that was nice. But Stafford, he looked he looked good. He looked good. Even after uh, going into the locker room in the first half, limping. Even after that. I mean, the dude's been taking punishment all season. Hell, going back to his time with the Lions, he was always taking punishment throughout the season. This has to be a little different for him, doing it uh, in playoff games. But Garoppolo just wasn't good enough to overcome the mistakes that were made by the team. And it's hard to envision another quarterback coming back from those types of mistakes. Maybe a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Hell, even Matthew Stafford, as I was about to... I'm not going to lie. I was about to burp there. Drinking coffee. Coffee makes me burp. I was about to burp. It didn't happen. It's all good. But the Niners' defense, they looked tired toward the end. That's what Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham were doing. They were just running around, 
tiring out the secondary, and it would all come to fruition with Jaquaski Tart and his dropped interception, and then the play following that, Jimmy Ward's penalty on Odell Beckham. Terrible. Terrible. It wasn't just it, it wasn't a bad call, bad play. I understand in the heat of the game, it's a bang bang situation. You can't really avoid it, but you gotta be thinking about that. You gotta be thinking about that, especially when penalties hurt you early on. Just not good. Just not good. All right, we got a bunch of callers here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. You know how I do it. I screen these calls live on air. I don't. I can't do it during. I I can only do it during the break. Can't do it during the show because I am in the studio where we answer the phone calls. So I'm going to be doing them live on air. And if I respond to you once you tell me what your name is and where you're calling from, that means you're on the air. Kind of a clunky way of doing it, but you know what? Got to take with what we're given here. All right. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's up, bro? It's JJ in San Jose. JJ in San Jose. What's up, man? What do you think about the game? You know what, man? I, I got to – okay, this is my honest critique. Yep. The Niners' defense did not play well, but they did play well enough to give you a chance to win the game. Right. You had one minute, 50 seconds with one timeout. And I think that what hurts the most is that we saw throughout these whole playoffs, especially this weekend – that that's more than the time. And if you have that quarterback, that's plenty of time to get something done. And it, like you said, it came to fruition that yeah. they were tired and all. And, I, and, you know, Jimmy G just, you know, it sucks because you could tell that, that he was hurting pretty, pretty bad after that. Like, he wanted to cry on the, in, on the, in the press conference. Yeah. He was holding it, trying to hold his tears. But I think that's what made it worse is that we saw other teams come through when they had their chance to come through, and so did the Niners throughout the playoffs. But when it mattered the most, and one last drive, they didn't get it done. Hey, JJ, if there's going to be one time, though, to cry in public, it would be when you're dressed in a suit like that. Jimmy Garoppolo's suit looked good. You see that? (laughs) JJ has no response. Uh, but look, I I don't necessarily agree with that though. Not I, I can't pin that on there being a uh, on a better quarterback. You could have put any quarterback in that situation with less than two minutes left. And if your offense, if that quarterback's offensive line doesn't block the way that they did on the Rams, also doesn't get a delay of game penalty out of it. Those final two drives. I mean, it's 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 hard for me to imagine any quarterback coming back from that. Again, for me, Garoppolo, sure, him not completing some passes, it was a reason. But too many mistakes on defense. Too many. Just go back and take a look at all the scoring drives for the, for the Rams. You'll find that there's a 49ers penalty in damn near every one of them. So it's the mistakes, but also, I'm not going to get over it. I'm really not. That third and two call. I know we're all focused on the 4th and 2 and them going for the delay of game, forcing a punt from 4th and 7. I understand that. But that 3rd and 2 call, where you're in the final quarter of the game, you're in the, you're, you're in the final quarter of your season, and you got a guy in Trent Williams who has risked an ankle to play for you, and you have him pull across the line of scrimmage, and then you run Kyle Juszczyk with a misdirection. And Debo Samuel, nor Elijah Mitchell, even get the ball in that situation. That third and two call bothered me. In the words of Sebastian Maniscalco, shout out to you. Why? It bothered me. (laughs) Kyle Shanahan, why'd you run that call on third and two? That was a terrible Sebastian Maniscalco impression. But I did not understand that play. And, and, and I don't understand how there wasn't any discourse between him and Jimmy Garoppolo on that fourth down. Again, at the end, that third and two, Kyle Juszczyk tried diving over the line of scrimmage, didn't work. Then, Shan, then Sean McVay challenges yet another call. I don't know what Sean McVay was doing in the second half, just wasting all of his timeouts. He just said, eh, screw it. I mean, admittedly, on the TV as they're going to commercial break and they didn't convert that third down, I'm going into that commercial, and I'm texting some friends saying, dude, that was a fumble, wasn't it? Was, did it not look like a fumble? 
and then we're I'm looking on Twitter during the commercial break, and this was this was a bad move by me, but I'm already seeing that Sean McVay had challenged it and it had failed. And so when the TV gets going and they they're back from commercial, they actually show the replay, and you see that Juszczyk maintains possession. So you're wondering, why the hell did McVay do that? But then after the game, I hear this from Kyle Shanahan. He said he never even considered going for it on that fourth and two. We were never thinking about going for that. We were just, that was, um, you know, they thought the game was exactly the game we wanted up to to that second and one. The second and one, thinking about that for a long time. And then the third and two, that next play. And we were just trying to draw them off. We knew we were going to punt. We were going to go for it there at midfield on fourth and two. Uh, And then the play right after that, just the chance to get the pick. Those, Those three plays in a row that we had our opportunities and, we didn't come through on those three plays, and after that, it kind of changed into a game we didn't like as much. And that's second and one. That second and one getting stuffed kind of the same way as that fourth and one went. But that fourth and two play said he never considered it. And then Garoppolo, after the game, here's what he had to say, with the reporter's question included, about that fourth and two. What did you think about the fourth and two decision to punt? Yeah, they uh, they had a couple new things, new uh, new tweaks in the in the run game. Uh, coverages were a little different too, but I mean, when you play a team for the third time, you gotta expect something like that, and it, it worked pretty well for them. What was the second part? The decision to punt on fourth and two. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's that's not my decision to make. You know, whatever whatever Kyle decides, it's it's his, his choice. No discourse at all. Nothing. No, no, no little bit of a conversation. Now, Trent Williams, after the game, he said in his post game that he agreed with his, with the decision. He felt punt, pin him back, let the defense go to work. Trent Williams thought it was the right call. But when I hear after the game that there wasn't even a thought about it, when Sean McVay gave you an opportunity to have a discussion, he challenged the play. You already knew that it wasn't going to be uh, when it that it wasn't going to be reversed. You knew you were going to have a fourth and two situation on your hands, and you didn't even say, "Hey, if the defense is in a formation in a coverage that we don't like, then sure, let the play clock run out. Let's get the delay of game. Let's give Mitch some room to work." But if you feel like you got this play down, run it. I mean, could they not do that? Maybe it's a little more complicated just because, you know, I haven't played in the NFL. Maybe I'm not understanding this thing. This thing. Maybe it's not clear, but I wish somebody uh, would have been asked about it. By the way, I also wish I listened to Jalen Ramsey in his postgame interview. I was trying to hear if someone would have asked about Robbie Gold. I know it's funny. I know it's funny watching him kick in between Dallas's cheerleaders as the their in introducing the teams. I know it's funny that he did it at Lambeau uh, as they're introducing the Packers. But they did it against the Rams, and Ramsey was clearly bothered by it. Doesn't that type of thing... I, I know it's it, it's funny to do, and you, know, you, you like that from your kicker, but isn't that the type of thing that fuels the team? I mean, it's not its not exactly the Raiders going on the Kansas City Chiefs logo and then getting stomped 34-3. to It's nothing like that. But why give the other team any extra motivation? I know you got to complete your practice routine, but can't you be like other kickers and just create your practice routine outside of their warm-ups? Just don't give them any more motivation at all than they already have? I, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people were laughing at it, and rightfully so. It's funny. It's funny that he did that, and the fact that he doesn't care, pretty cool. But that's the type of thing to me that fuels the other team. It just does. And I think Ramsey was fueled by it. He had a great game. He didn't even allow a reception. He was awesome. Some of that might have had to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, but also Jalen Ramsey's a damn good cornerback. All right, let's get to the callers here at 888-957-9570. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Matt in San Francisco. Matt in San Francisco. All right, man, what'd you think? Um, I, I don't. I'm not going to go off and blame the whole thing on Jimmy, but I am just now, now that the season's done, and you know we're probably looking at Trey Lance next year. I just don't understand this like coaches, kids type sympathy we have for Jimmy. He's a pro quarterback, NFL playoff caliber quarterback, if that's what we're going to call him. And in Dallas, the defense bailed him out. In Green Bay, the special teams bailed him out after red zone picks at crucial times. And yesterday, his luck just ran out. This just is who Jimmy is. 
and yeah, Kyle did not call his best first quarter. That the, the offense had nothing going on. Yeah, and Tart's pick was brutal. But I mean, the one consistency through the playoffs was overcoming crucially timed Jimmy G mistakes, which has kind of become his mo. And it was so so painfully fitting that it ended on this flailing interception. I mean, the Jimmy G era that was just reflective of what it was. It was we we were winning in spite of our quarterback, and I just hope we can get Trey on track and he can contribute instead of having to overcome him because I really do think that's a big speed bump. Anyway, that's all. I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate the phone call, and and I and I see where you're coming from, and I'd agree with you if the defense didn't commit those penalties when they did. I mean, that Ombre Thomas one, that Ombre Thomas P.I. was on a third and two when the 49ers were going to make the Rams go three and out after Trent Sherfield made that unreal play in the end zone. I mean, that's just a that's just a high IQ play right there. You don't see that happen a lot. You don't see that happen too often. But the mistakes, the the penalty flags, they were too much. They were too much, and the 49ers' offensive line was tired toward the uh, toward the end of the game. Now, I know a lot of you aren't looking for silver lining for a season, but you made the NFC Championship. Okay, there are, there are what twenty eight other fan bases who were not cheering for their own team. So you have that to hang. You you can you, you you can hang your hat on that. But also, look at where the AFC was: Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. You could expect to see these three quarterbacks in the AFC divisional round for years to come. And then you mix in another quarterback. Maybe it's Justin Herbert. Maybe it's Lamar Jackson. Maybe it's Mac Jones. Whoever else. But those three guys, they're hard to beat in the NFC. You're in a good place right now. Tom Brady, possibly retired. You know, Matthew Stafford, are we calling him the best quarterback in the NFC if Aaron Rodgers is traded to the Broncos? Like you have a good place to build your team in the NFC. You have a you have a solid foundation that not a lot of a lot of T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.